Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. When we talk about McDonald's combo meals, we talk about savory meat, golden fries, and your favorite drink. Now, the combo meals just got crispy, juicy, and tender with the new crispy chicken sandwich combo. And you have to try it. Get a classic or spicy crispy chicken sandwich with medium fries and a medium soft drink like Sprite for only six bucks. Promotion pricing may be lower than meal pricing, cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. This show contains mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Attention corrupt politician and corporate heads or any dumbass that needs to be taken down. Congratulations. You have just pissed off the loudest Puerto Rican from Brooklyn. Louis B is an American and loves liberty, especially his freedom of speech. Louis B is on a quest to seek out corruption and give them a swift kick into the balls. Broadcasting live from Brooklyn, New York, this is The Crotch Shot Radio Show. And now here's your host, Louis B. Yo, welcome to the Crowd Shot Radio Show where we kick the issues in the balls. We are on an active war on bullshit. We would do anything to expose bullshit. I'm your host, Louis B. I don't censor myself, you know that. Before we get started, let's have the prayer for good radio by the Honorable Reverend X. Reverend X, take it away. In the name of Jesus, repeat it after me, bitch. I come in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. God Almighty, you know, rule of heaven and earth and every God. Damn thing in between. You understand me now? You trust in the devil, huh? What if God send the devil in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit? This motherfucker, you fucked up, huh? You fucked up, huh? You know your ass is doomed. What you got to speak? If you don't know shit to speak on this um, topic I'm bringing up, shut your goddamn ass up. Man, I come in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. It don't matter how you come with me. If you, if you down doing what I'm talking about doing, lawyers can get this book open. Trained in these words to get the poor, the fatherless, and the widows up out of them penitentiaries. If you down with that, you ain't down with that, shut your goddamn ass up. Amen, Reverend. Today we have, today we're, we're like, I'm rushing it, so... Uh, today, I'm joined by uh, Dr. Henry Macau, who I'm going to call now, uh, author of the books Crew Hoax, Feminism in the New World Order, and A Long Way for a Date. Uh, Hi. Oh, yes. Dr. Macau? Yeah. How you doing, sir? This is, uh, you're live on the air. Right. Okay. Now, your name is Louis? Yes, sir. Right. And then my name is Mako, Henry Mako. Oh. Uh, Rhymes with tobacco. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. No, no problem. So, uh, <laughs> Doctor Mako. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Sorry again, sir. I didn't. I didn't mean to mispronounce. No, 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 no problem. No, most people can't pronounce it. Uh, so, um, today we're going to be talking about which I mean, you you talk about in depth. It seems like you're the go-to guy when it comes to this. Um, let, let's start off with a simple question. 
Is feminism a weapon of the New World Order? No, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> we have to understand that it's, it's portrayed as uh, some kind of spontaneous social movement. Mm-hmm. Um, but in fact, in fact, it uh, was totally, um, it's, it's social engineering, totally uh, organized and generated by, um, by the Rockefellers and the uh, other central bankers. And its, its intention is to destabilize society and also to neuter us so we don't have children. And when we don't, and, and to break up the family, which has always been uh, one of the goals of the New World Order. Mm. Now, now feminism. I um, I, I recommend my book, uh, Cruel Hoax: Feminism in the New World Order. Which you could get that at cruelhoax.com. Cruelhoax.ca. That's ca. Oh, I'm, again, I'm sorry. That's ca for Canada. Yeah. Right. Anyway, um, which you'll you could get for uh, like 20, 20 bucks. So. In, yeah, inc- including shipping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, it, there's an essay in there which shows that uh, feminism, <clears throat> everything that uh, feminism said and did in the 60s and 70s and 80s, uh, the Communist Party of the United States was saying and doing in the 40s and 50s. Um, it's just, uh, it was just, uh, it's just basically uh, communism in another form. And uh, one of the planks of the Communist Manifesto is to break up uh, marriage, bourgeois marriage, as they call it, break up the nuclear family, because it's easier to control people when they don't have any supports or any source of identity and love. That that makes sense, because, um, you know, especially me coming from uh, a Hispanic background, family is everything. Exactly, exactly. Where are you located? Are you in uh, New I'm York? In, or? Yes, sir. I'm in New York City. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's, it's insidious. Uh, in the heart the, of it. <laughs> yeah, you're in the heart of it. it it's insidious uh, unless you know that, you, that they're out to get you, um, and then you're, then you're, then you're prepared. Right. But basically the mass media is, is a weapon of mass... Uh, Mass brainwashing, uh, mass um, mind control, um, and uh, once you realize that uh, that that's what's going on, you can defend yourself. Which wave would you would you think was the most destructive uh, of of feminists? Well, <clears throat> you know, you, <clears throat> I'm uh, 60 years old, so mm-hmm. I was 10 years old in 1960. <clears throat> so I've seen the whole. Uh, this whole transformation in my own lifetime. Like, I can remember when you <clears throat> couldn't show on television uh, a man and a woman in the same bed, or, I mean, married couples uh, were actually portrayed as having separate beds mm-hmm. in in their bedrooms. And uh, <clears throat> having an illegitimate child, a child out of wedlock, I mean, that was still called a bastard, and that was like, you know, bad news, and... Uh, Anyway, uh, in 1960, the birth rate in the United States and Canada was uh, roughly uh, 4.2 by, uh, per woman. That means every woman had an average of four children in 1960. Uh, right now, uh, <clears throat> in Canada, it's something like 1.5. In the States, it's higher, but that's mainly because of uh, you know minorities having more children. 
So uh, it's about 2.1. It's still under uh, 2.2 is what you need in order just to keep the population steady. But all over the developed world, uh, the birth rate has cratered. Uh, people don't want to have children anymore. Yeah. And, uh, I know, and I, me personally, I don't want to have kids, but that's that's because of the whole, well, because of the laws, of course. Uh, well, yeah. you, know, the, you, you hit upon a good point. Uh, mm. They've made marital laws so onerous and dangerous uh, with this uh, so-called, um, well, they like their, their so-called domestic violence thing, which totally focuses on uh, man and, and punishing men and, all a woman has to do is uh, pick up a telephone, and he, he loses everything he spent his whole life working for. Plus, he's got to support the the wife who kicked him out and uh, and the kids who he can't see for the rest of his life. Yeah, that's all part of the same uh, the same uh, program, which is to make uh, marriage undoable or very dangerous uh, for. Uh, yeah, I mean, which is why uh, most men have become. I guess male male sluts really. I mean, because they they don't want to get into serious relationships. I know, I'm I'm at that mindset. I I just you know there's only one thing I want, and I'm just you know getting into a serious relationship is dangerous for me, because especially in the relationships I've I've had, the way women have behaved in those relationships, have you know, it it is it, just. It just it really turns men off to wanting to have a family. Yes, exactly. There. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. How old are you? In your twenties? Yeah, I'm in my mid twenties. Right. Well, um, you know, you, you use the word slut. I mean, that's what, what. Look what they've done to women. They've young women, especially. They've mm-hmm. convinced young women that casual sex is just fine, and that, that women should just give it away, and uh, mm-hmm. without any. Uh, you know, without any kind of uh, sense of commitment uh, and, and any sense of, of the person, of their partner loving them. And uh, so, th- I mean, this has been really, really much more uh, onerous for, for young women and much more they're much so- more destructive for young women than for they're men. So- they're sowing their oats. They're sowing their wild oats. They, is, they, that what, is that what they think they're doing? Yeah, they're, they're trying, they're, they're, they're having their fun while they're young. And when they're old and, you know, not as good looking, that's when they decide to go out with, with the, they decide to want to settle down with the nice guy and, uh, you know, have, have him pay their bills for the rest of his life. Right. And, and guys are, you know, guys are a little, are not that stupid and we don't want these used up old sluts. Mm-hmm. Once, uh, you know, once, let's face it, once they're past 30, it's a steep and slippery slope. I mean, women women are irresistible. Uh, roughly, you know, eighteen through twenty four, and bless. then it's yeah, <laughs> and then it's a gradual decline. And uh, yeah, and they, fact- they lose their stock. I mean, have you ever heard of this um, this bro- radio broadcaster? His name is Tom Likas. Yeah, I've heard of. I heard the name. Yeah, you heard the name. I mean, he, you know, he's uh, actually. But he teaches men to be be male sluts basically, and try to get sex for for little to no uh, risk. Yeah, they're they're basically teaching um, men to be a sort of the uh, uh, the male counterpart of the of what women young women have been taught to be, which are total sluts. And this is incredibly uh, mm-hmm. incredibly destructive, I think, both for men and women because when you've uh, 
when you get into the habit of fooling around that much, especially for a woman, very hard for her to bond with a man. I mean, and to, and to stay with a man through through thick and thin, uh, through good times and bad, you know, yeah. and that's their that's their re- that's their purpose. They're, um, in, you know, instead of uh, uh, teaching women, conditioning women to, you know, folk save it for their husband and and the man they love and the man who's going to be the father of their children and the provider and protector, they're um, out being independent, out imitating men, and. Um, They'll never, they'll never be able to bond. It's much harder for them to bond with a man, and especially in in bad times, you know, uh, when when there's when it's not not that easy. You know, in the old days, women would stick to a man through you know through thick and thin, and uh, but that's not going to happen when you're used to uh, screwing around and suddenly you hit a bump in the road with your husband. You know, you're you know or you you know you're suddenly going to notice someone at the Starbucks and and it's over. You know. You say that uh, women are trying to um, imitate men. Is there a war on war on against uh, masculinity? Well, you know, the, no. The, actually, the war is against femininity. Really? And and yeah, and feminism <laughs> pretends to be defending women's rights, but it is it is a lesbian movement that hates women and uh, want, and hates femininity really? and wants and wants women to imitate men and be like men and and, huh. the, and, the, and the most important thing feminism teaches women you see the essence of femininity is uh, to trust a man to surrender to a man that is the to be attractive to a man that is the essence of femininity mm-hmm. to want to be his partner to want to be his wife to want to be the mother of his children to love him so much that you <clears throat> that the woman wants to um, <clears throat> perpetuate him through his children that is the essence of femininity and uh, to make yourself attractive to a man by by being all the things men are not and and all the things men crave which is beauty and grace and gentleness and emotion you know all the things we love love in women instead they it, feminine feminism teaches women to imitate men and to deny their femininity and to distrust and even hate men compete with them and essentially, uh, feminism neuters women, and um, and and in the process neuters men by encouraging them to basically challenge male masculine power. Wow, I, I kind of had that. Then I've been having it wrong this whole time because I, I always thought feminism was, of course, the hatred of men. But because every time you see in the media, they are always putting down male behaviors. Or saying that you know male bonding, like uh, um, like like the term bromance, they they almost try to homosexualize male male friendships. Well, that's what that's what they're trying to do in general. Is they're trying to homosexualize society. Mm-hmm. Feminism is a lesbian movement. Mm-hmm. It's uh, essentially uh, teaching women uh, gender confusion. It's uh, and. Uh, and the same, and as a result, uh, women and men can't bond. Homosexuality we normally think of as uh, um, same-sex attraction, mm-hmm. but it, but homosexuality is really arrested development that comes from not being able to bond with the opposite sex. It doesn't. You, you know what I'm saying? Um, and when you look at when you look at so-called heterosexuals today, we are having harder and harder time bonding with the opposite sex right. permanently. 
So you see, we've, we're becoming homosexuals. Right. And homosexuals, homosexuals can't bond. They can't find love and security and intimacy. And they, and they compensate by having a ton of sex. Well, what does that remind you of? Mm. That's what's happened to all of us now. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I can see that in myself because, I mean, I, I can't trust a, a relationship with a woman because I'm afraid that the, that they're going to start trying to manipulate and play mind games. I mean, I, I've been in relationships where a woman was actually a lesbian, hid that fact from me, and um, when I discovered it... Uh, uh, to prevent me from telling her family that she was a lesbian and that for nine months she was wasting my time, she ran to her family and accused me of raping her. Oh, yeah, they're, they're just ruthless these days, uh, a lot of them. Um, I'm, I'm wondering, though, like, uh, you're in New York. To, um, is this the case with Latinas as well? Um, well, when it comes to Latinas, um, I, I mean, Americanized. It's more, I mean... A more American, Americanized Latinas. They, they're more. Uh, they're, they're all the same. Women are the same. It, it, it seems. It seems more like uh, this. Amer- the, when they become Americanized, that's when they. Goodness, I, I mean, you know what I'm trying to say, right, sir? What's that? You know what I'm trying to say. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's... I know what you say. In other words, they're all the same. They're all. They've all been sort of poisoned by feminism. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it's especially, a, it's a toxic especially in America. Environment. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's a toxic environment for women worldwide and for men, for heterosexuals in general. And that's why I have to realize that we're in a toxic bath, and we have to ignore it, switch it off, uh, have our alarm bells go off when they're feeding us this propaganda. And what we have to realize is, <clears throat> is how heterosexuality works, and that's what I try to... That's what I finally figured out in my own life. Like, I've been through... I'm on my fourth marriage. This one... Wow. This one is 10 years old, so this is the one that's going to work. <laughs> but um, but uh, I had to figure it out the hard way, uh, how heterosexuality works. And uh, I'll explain it to your audience in a nutshell. It's in my book. Essentially, heterosexuality is the exchange of female power for male love. In other words, man, the man's the boss. And a woman loves a man by surrendering to him by trusting that he'll look after her interests. In other words, that he'll love her. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's the exchange of female power for male power expressed as male love. And so men cannot simply, cannot get into relationships where they're not the boss. And, and they can't get into relationships where the, with women that, that won't trust them to look after their uh, interests. Mm-hmm. At the same time, Men have got to be sincere, and when they find a woman who genuinely trusts them and surrenders to them, they have to keep their end of the bargain, or 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 the contract is broken. Mm-hmm. You follow me? Yes, sir. You mean you mean? Uh, I, I mean, I was reading your site. You mean when a man uh, pulls the tape? You know, showing common courtesy to a woman. Well, no, no. You've got to keep your promises. You've got to. Uh, if you say something, you've got to. Uh, you've got to stick to it. Right. Your word has to be your bond. Exactly. Like, and uh, uh, it kind of reminds me of this uh, quote from Clark Gable: "You need to, uh, you need, you need to uh, choose death before dishonor, and not make too much song and dance about it." That's right. And 
and essentially, uh, you know, men should uh, um, men should aim at eventually marrying and having a family, mm-hmm. and they should they should be looking for women that make good wives and um, good mothers, and these are. And you, this one way to recognize a woman like that is, one, she doesn't fool around, she isn't promiscuous, and two, she's family-oriented, she gets on really well with her mother and her father, she isn't from a broken home, she likes her dad, her dad um, encourages her, and, uh, and uh, that's a woman that you can trust, a woman that loves her parents and is not from a broken home, if you can find one. That's that's very hard to find, especially in this society. Yeah. Um, my next Go question ahead. is: uh, Why is it so popular to bash men and expose our flaws as men, but when uh, someone comes out and exposes the flaws of women, they're called pigs or chauvinist or or ignorant or, or stupid? You know, they they you know they, all the negativities. Well, <clears throat> it's all part of. Um... It's all part of this process of psychologically neutering uh, women, so that they, uh, you know, that they basically no longer trust men, and instead, they're independent. And what they end up trusting is their employer and the government, which is essentially the same person. It's the banker, and uh, the person who's, uh, you know, running this uh, piece of social engineering. But I've got an interesting essay on my site, which is. Uh, oh, but this is exactly how they uh, ta- how they socially engineered slaves mm-hmm. in in America. They they uh, they humiliated the men so the women could not trust men, and uh, so women stepped into that role, made their deals with a slave owner, and taught their sons to be you know obedient, and taught their women, their their daughters to be uh, strong and and um, distrustful of men, independent. And, and so what you see, what you see has happened to a, a black society, where there's so many broken uh, families, right. where women run everything, where men are sort of freelancers, you know, nomads, sexual nomads, right? Right. It's happening. It's being done to white society. The yeah, same I mean, thing. You see, you see uh, a lot of um, black sitcoms. The, the the woman, everybody is all afraid of the w- wife. Including the husband, it, it, he's, he's always like, "Uh-oh, she, you better not get her mad, you know, or else she'll do something." Like, uh, right. or like, uh, like this whole trend with men, like these movies with men wearing dresses and acting like women. It's all part of the neutering of heterosexuals. You know, they talk about homosexual rights, but that's just a disguise for an attack on heterosexuals. They don't care about heterosexual rights. You know. Just the very idea of homosexual marriage. Do you know that in in countries where homosexuals are allowed to marry, mm-hmm. less than three percent really do. Really. So the, yeah. So so what they're basically doing is they totally redefine the central institution of heterosexuality for what amounts to you know a, a tiny fraction, less than one percent of people. They've they've reorganized. They've redefined marriage which is the central right of 97% of the population. So they're, they're basically, they're basically heterosexuals don't realize that they're un, we're under psychological attack constantly. They're trying to turn us into homosexuals. They're trying to def- redefine a marriage and family uh, so, that, so that basically nuclear, the nuclear family and the traditional marriage becomes obsolete. And, and, they, and this is all in the name of 
homosexual rights. What about heterosexual rights? You know? No, no, I mean, you're being a bigot, sir. You're being oh, yeah, exactly. It's just <laughs> insidious. These people are evil, they're Satanists, and they're, they're out to get us. Mm-hmm. I see. Um, do, you, do you notice that there's a lot of doublespeak in the feminist movement? Well, you know, you know Some, most oh, feminists... I'm sorry. Most somebody, feminists... Sorry. Most feminists are dupes, you know. Most liberals are dupes. They they don't realize that they're, uh, you know, they're given some uh, ostensible uh, goal, but there's really a hidden agenda to everything that they're uh, told and everything they believe in. And that there's always a hidden agenda. When when the Rockefellers promote anything, it's, there's always the ostensible goal, and then there's the real goal that they don't mention. And so most feminists don't realize, you know, oh, sure, oh, equal pay for equal work. You know, no one's going to argue with that. But that's that's not what this feminism is really about. Feminism is about women, uh, you know, getting, pursuing careers in in, uh, the workforce instead of what used to be their career, which was being a, a wife and mother. That used to be their career. And, and so the whole thing is about basically brainwashing women to giving up, you know, the, what used to be their first priority and making it their second or third priority. And, and by the time they're finished with their careers and, and starting their careers, they're too hard-bitten and exhausted uh, from competing with men to make good wives uh, and, and mothers. Right. I mean, so I, That's I... the hidden agenda. That's the hidden agenda. Right. I mean, I've actually noticed this. I mean, this has trickled down into children. I mean, I remember growing up, uh, the, the girls' toys were, um, you know, cooking, cleaning Barbie. And now it's the, oh, here, a shop with a, shop with a plastic card and get your nails done and your hair did uh, dolls. I mean, yeah. you know, it's more, it's more geared towards selfish pursuits instead of um you know learning how to take care of a baby and and stuff like that which were a lot of these toys for well they're the basically girls. they're basically in 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 many many ways they are tr- corrupting us they're trying to corrupt us because when we're corrupt we're e- we're weak and when we're weak we can be controlled you know pornography is a huge way that they're corrupting us They've turned us into, you know, they've sexualized everyone. They've turned us into sex addicts. I mean, let, I mean, we've, we wouldn't have sex in our brain all the time if, if pornography wasn't so widely available, wasn't shoved at us, and, and, uh, and all the images and advertising and, and on television, comedy, and it's, it's now gross. It's obscene. Like 10, 15 years ago, most of what's on, on television today would be banned as obscene. Right. Um, you know, um, uh, I mean, a, a Saturday Night Live for Mother's Day, they did a skit where these two guys, uh, Adam Sandberg and uh, another comedian, sang a song about screwing each other's mother. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I mean, whatever happened to motherhood and apple pie, that used to be synonymous with purity. And now they're talking about fucking each other's mothers. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, this is satanic. 
don't kid yourself. This isn't random. It's it's organized, you know, and it's basically an attack on everything that is, you know, moral and healthy because they're sick and they don't know it. And they want to spread their, spread their sickness um, thinking that they're being courageous and rebellious and, and avant-garde. And, and talk about motherhood and apple pie. In American Pie, not only do they do they uh, blaspheme motherhood, they actually screw the pie, right? Mm, yeah. Right, masturbate in the pie. I mean, that's how satanic these people are. Wow, I didn't really think about it like that. Yeah, that that is... That is disgusting. I mean, I, I thought it was disgusting, you know, because you know, I, I, I like, I personally like eating apple pies. Well, but, exactly. Yeah. But, it, but you've got to understand that this is their uh, their ethos, their their philosophy. It's Luciferian, hmm. and it's the idea that that anything that is, you know, moral, mm-hmm. healthy, positive, and wholesome is somehow evil. And, and they're being courageous and avant-garde by basically shitting on everything that is decent. And unfortunately, they're empowered by the people who are running the media and the government. I mean, I was, I was raised in a Christian household, and, you know, my mom taught me that the man is the, is the head of the household. Um, you know, and uh, <laughs> I, I was taught all these values, and when I... In, when I'm in a relationship, and I say, "Well, this is how I was taught," uh, the uh, the girl that I'm dating would be, would laugh. She's like, "Oh no, 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 that's not how it works." It's like what? And and, and it's something so alien to me when it comes to this. I mean, I walk around and I see how women act, and and what, maybe it's because of my upbringing, but this is also alien to me. I mean, it's it's especially when it comes to the whole nice guy thing. It's like, okay, you show a woman respect, but it seems like a man is not respected for basically being a real man and showing respect. Yeah, well, you know, you've got to base it. You've got to write off all this. Is curdled these women like curdled milk? You know, you just have to ignore them, write them off, and don't waste any time unless they're like unless they're ready. To, to to change their way really fast, and you and you believe them. But uh, generally speaking, you've got to look for the milk that hasn't curdled yet. Mm. Well, I mean, again, it's kind of hard to find a girl like that in the United States because it's like most women are not appreciative of what men do. Um, yeah, and- I I went to Mexico. My wife's Mexican. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, that's right, and. Uh, and if men have to go abroad, go abroad. But uh, go abroad to find abroad. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently, apparently, educated Mexican women are uh, are uh, are good because they're, they're smart, but they're traditional. And and in a place, gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors 122 million parts are for. 
Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. In places in Latin America, uh, they, they still know the difference between a man and a woman. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I've heard about that. Um, I mean, especially on the island of Puerto Rico, which, you know, that's my lineage, my, my, uh, my, my ethnicity. Um, that, what, that's is how, your, what is that, uh, Puerto Rican? Yeah. Right, okay. Uh, you know, that that's how they are. They're, very, they're still very traditional over there. I mean, that's starting to change a little bit. And, uh... Well, the key is, the key is you've got to, you know, you've got to know that if you're saying to a woman, trust me, you've got to be trustworthy. Um, if you're, you know, so, so man essentially has to, uh, get his satisfaction and his power from learning a trade, uh, getting a career, being successful so that he can support a wife and so, and a family, and, uh, and then finding a woman who will trust him and uh, being worthy of her trust. That's, that's the key. You, she got, if you want a woman to devote, make you the center of her life, you've got to be, uh, you know, you've got to step up to the plate and be worthy of that responsibility. Right. I mean, of course, of course, you, you know, you have to, I mean, you, you basically have to be the one that brings in the bacon. I mean, you have to really, uh, I mean, there, it doesn't, it's not going to come easy. It's a woman's not just going to follow you. Okay. It's partly that, partly bringing in the bacon, but it's also loyalty and, uh, giving her your energy, not letting your, uh, you know, not straying. You've got to be, faithful, like 100% faithful. That is the key. Once you're married, it's over in terms of fooling around. Hmm. But, you know, you know, it, women are women are all the same, so it's better to have one woman that loves you that, you know, I mean, then you've got a mate. I mean, uh, it's a hassle getting laid uh, when you're single. When you're married, you can, you can get laid any time you want. Mm. Exactly. We have a question in the chat room. Uh, do you think society was held back before, but then has been taken completely the other way, so people think uh, they are empowered, and anyone who speaks out about it is somehow saying something shocking? What? Yeah, that, I mean, essentially, they're brainwashing us to think that progress is progress, when in fact it's it's the uh, degradation and dissolution. It's the opposite of progress. We're going backward, but the but uh, that's only progress to the people who run society because they're trying to destroy us. So that's progress in their minds, but it's not progress for us. It's sort of like a sheep and going into a slaughterhouse. That's progress for the butcher, but not for the sheep. Mm-hmm. I see. Um. Okay, what else? Uh, what else we got here? Um, all right. Well, moving on from uh, any any final words about feminism. Um, there's 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 a lot that can you know there's a lot that can be said, but I, I think we we covered the main point. The key is men um, should not spend it, waste their time on women that don't uh, basically surrender to them. Men have to be the boss, and men have to be worthy of that. 
So you can't be, you know, you can't be unemployed or a drug dealer. You've got to, you've got to, men have got to put all their energy into getting a good career. And right. that's where, that's where men get their confidence. Yeah, I mean, Not- men, men are the ones that, men are the ones that put themselves on the line mostly. Um, I mean, whether the common misconceptions of fem, uh, that feminists um, try to um, tell women, I mean, uh... well, you know, it's the whole situation is a real mess. But it's basically the men, men are you know stupid and brutal and don't love them. We love women. We love them too much. You know, we're crazy about them, and uh, we. I think most men. In the 50s and 60s, most men were happy to devote themselves to one woman. But but the people I'm talking about, I call them the Illuminati, the central bankers, mm-hmm. they use the media to basically sour and taint our image of marriage and family and make it seem like, you know, that marriage is a prison for a woman. That's just propaganda. That's, that's just brainwashing. And, uh, you know, and, that, and that's what we should go with this conversation is the central bankers and their agenda. I see. Um, okay, what about, what about the fact that um, they try to say that men make most of the money? Um... Well, that, you know, I, I, I think that, uh, you know, I haven't studied in detail, but I think men and women who do the same work get the same pay. I, I can't believe that the, what, what they're saying, but uh, you know you, you know I just can't believe that it's true. I, I mean, can't believe that an organization like the New York Times or God knows what, Con Edison or whatever, the two engineers side by side, one a woman, one a man. You know, if anything, a man should be looking at the discrimination against men. I mean, women are constantly favored in in hiring. Yeah. I mean, it's just gone. And, and women now represent uh, two-thirds of the undergraduates. Well, you don't hear women screaming about equality and let more men in. You know what I'm saying? It's just been a gimmick to disempower men. You know, And even you're saying, oh, gee, are we paying them enough? You know, It's just the other way around. They're being favored uh, in many, many venues. Exactly. I mean, even in, even in divorce, women, uh, men are almost brought to, uh, you know, are taken to the poorhouse and well, while yeah. pay, paying mo- more than half of their salaries for, or as as this one um, uh, Tom Likas puts it, uh, vagina money, because basically what you done, what you did was rent out the woman's privates for for a period of time, and now you're paying her for her service afterwards. Well, all of it is, um, as I said before, designed to uh, make marriage too dangerous for men, and um, and essentially the the whole the whole thing. What they're doing, you see, women used to empower men because, like, you know, there's nothing so empowering as a woman that says, "I trust you, I believe in you, I love you," right? That's very empowering. A man hears that from a woman, and and he goes out there and he can conquer the world. And he's, and he's going to be, care about the society in which his children are raised. He's going to be involved in politics. He's going to work hard in his job because he's devoted to this woman who loves him and his children. Mm-hmm. But, but, you, but then you go, so, but by empowering women, it's just a way of disempowering men. You yeah, see? Yeah. So, so instead of saying, I love you, I trust you, 
The woman says, you know, I can't trust you. Uh, you've been oppressing me all my life. Women, marriage is oppressive. Uh, you're an idiot. It's disempowering. Men in that environment don't care about, you know, don't care about their society that their children are brought up in. They don't care about their children. They don't care about their families. That's the point. You've got to understand that the people in charge of our society have got a very destructive agenda. That's what we're naive. I mean, it's all, you know, they painted, uh, put lipstick on the pig. They, they painted it in the most benevolent way as progressive. It's not. They're out to, to, essentially their agenda is to make us mind-controlled servants, drones, uh, basically just uh, consumers and producers. That's the, that's the most favorable light you can put on it. They just want us to be drones, children who don't, uh, cases of arrested development, uh, people who don't really develop uh, as uh, they were intended to um, by nature and by uh, their spiritual capacity. So you've got, once you understand that there's a pernicious, evil agenda on the part of our government and the media um, and the corporations, it's all run by the same people, the central bankers, then, you, then you'll be on the lookout. And that, that's all explained in my other book, Illuminati, which, and you can get both my books uh, on uh, Amazon. Uh, M-A-K-O-W is my last name. You can find both my books there. Wow. Okay, very good. Um, here's a question I got from one of my listeners. Why is it your opinion that Judaism is just an extension of the Satanic Freemasonic Kabbalists? Well, yeah. You see, um, most people when they say, first of all, I want to say I'm I'm a Jew ethnically, mm-hmm. but I have no use no use or interest in the in the religion. Most people think of when they think of Judaism, they think of the Old Testament, Moses and the prophets. But in fact, Judaism turned its back on um, on the Old Testament a long, long time ago, and uh, Judaism is basically the Talmud and the Kabbalah. And, and the people who run Jew, Judaism, organized Jewry, the, and Orthodox Jews, they basically, they, it's all based on the Talmud and the Kabbalah, and uh, not the Old Testament. So there, there are a lot of Jewish dupes out there, good people, who think that Judaism is the Old Testament. And there are a lot of Christians who think that Judaism is the Old Testament. It's not. It's the, it's the Kabbalah and the Talmud. And the Kabbalah and the Talmud are essentially, um, they're, they're not... They're not nice. Um, you read the cab. I mean, it's really all about uh, these Kabbalists running the world and uh, and turning everyone into their slaves. That's what the Talmud and the Kabbalah are really about. And it's all about pseudo mysticism and magic and witch and witchcraft. That's the Kabbalah. Um, and the Talmud's all about how anyone who isn't Jewish is an animal. It's really foul stuff. And unfortunately, this is the kind of mentality that informs the uh, this informs Freemasonry, which is the sort of the umbrella that they've used to um, corrupt the whole, uh, well, to enlist a whole uh, Gentile elite. Do you follow me? Right. Um, a secret, a secret elite. So most of the most of our leaders, the vast majority of them are Freemasons. Right. So and. and 
Okay. Go ahead. So is Freemasonry as a whole evil? Well, it's, see, you've got to understand the structure of Judaism and Freemasonry. They're secret societies, except the people... And, and, and in a secret society, the 95% of the people don't know what the real agenda is. Mm. They're basically manipulated with high-sounding goals, plus they put out some window dressing about, you know, making good men better and uh, raising money for the hospitals, you know, and whatever. And uh, But in a secret society, only the adepts, what are called the adepts, know the real agenda. And unfortunately, the real agenda is devil worship. Okay, what about uh, Scottish Rite Freemasonry? It's all the same. The, the thing about it is that uh, the lower degrees, Freemasons, people are attracted to Freemasonry because they know they recognize it's a way of getting ahead. You know, these these are good, you know, often very good men, and and they're not, and essentially they're they're uh, allowed to exist in Freemasonry. They're never told what it's about. They they raise money for hospitals and and they network and they do whatever Masons do. They only they only let the people who are corruptible rise. You follow me? I see. So, so okay. that, that's the way it works. So what would you say to someone who know who has this knowledge, knows that Freemasonry on top is corrupted and knows about this yet still pursues uh, becoming a Freemason. Well, it's the Church of Lucifer. Well, the people, a lot of people do because they just want to get ahead. They're basically second-rate people who know they're not going to get ahead unless they unless they sell their souls. And and you've got millions of people who've done that, and that's why society is in the state it's in. Right. Okay. Um. So, isn't isn't saying that uh, saying that. Uh, saying this that this is a Jewish conspiracy, wouldn't that be considered anti-Semitism? Well, I'm not. You know, I, I'm not saying it's a Jewish conspiracy. Right. I'm saying I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's a Kabbalist conspiracy. So essentially, I'm saying uh, unknown to Jews and Freemasons, they are being uh, used to uh, create a. Uh, world government and there's no secret about that's what they're after a world government which is a thinly disguised tyranny of the central bankers who happen to be masons uh, masons and they're not even pure jews they intermarry like mad so there's a what i'm trying to say is there's a satanic sect within judaism and within freemasonry which i call which is called the illuminati and these are the people that we have to focus our attention on so I'm not, I'm not even. Not, it's not a Jewish conspiracy. I mean, everybody—Jews, Christians, everyone—is being manipulated. Americans manipulated by the Illuminati because they've got their hands on all the levers. So should people stop uh, being uh, Jewish, Christian, Muslim, or, or, or Freemasonic? Uh, free I think they just have to be on guard mm. for this. And, and, and on the lookout for this uh, hidden agenda that I'm talking about, which is essentially world government tyranny run by the central bankers, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers to, and the Kissingers, to name a few names. Um, and uh, the object of it is to just 
thwart human development and turn us into uh, robots, really, mind-controlled robots. I see. Um, so how would you uh, defuse a person? Um, like, let's say you say this to someone else. How would you answer them when they say, oh, you're, you're, a, you're anti-Semitic, you're this, you're that? I mean, how would you defuse that situation? I'd, I'd say that... Uh, I'd say that they're just using, they're just hiding behind Jews, mm-hmm. and they're changing the, they're really just, anti-Semitism is just changing the subject, because right. everybody is manipulated. The real subject is that there's a satanic cult that's running every group, every corporation, every nation, every government, and uh, they're Masons, and a lot of, some of these Masons are Jews, but most, most of them are not, and uh, they're, they're, at the heart, they're called the Illuminati and the intermarry. So this isn't just a Jewish thing. It's universal. It permeates society. Mm-hmm. And so anti-Semitism is just their way of changing the subject, talking about prejudice. This is a threat to humanity, and we can't change the subject. We've got to look at the threat. Right. Um, what about uh, the U.S. being founded as a Christian nation and how we were made into made to believe that. And uh, what about the Vatican and Opus Dei and those secret societies within that? Yeah, you know, I'm not up, I'm not uh, totally, I'm not up on Opus Dei, but as for the United States, uh, essentially, um, you know, essentially Christianity is the cover story and Kabbalism is the reality, unfortunately. Mm. And, uh, and, and that's the way they operate. They operate on two rails. For, for 95% of the people, they get the cover story so that they'll feel good and it be easy to manipulate them. And it's only the adepts that find out the truth. And, and the truth is the United States was set up by Freemasons. Now, not all these Freemasons knew what the, what the agenda was, but they were all Freemasons. All of Washington was a Freemason. All of his generals were Freemasons. I don't have to tell you that you know, the uh, you know Washington D.C. was set up on some Masonic grid. I mean, there's a story um, yeah, on my line, website. There's a story on my with, website. Uh, Atlantis. Pardon me. It, the, uh, Washington was built to align some way, some way, somewhat with uh, the city of Atlantis. It's possible. I don't. I don't know all their mythology. You know, to me. To me, it's a cesspool, and I, I don't like to mm. wade in it, you know? Uh-huh. I, I, sort of like, I can recognize a cesspool by the stink. I don't have to, you know, take a swim in it. Um, but um, in any case, uh, there's an article on my site called um, uh, U.S. Founded to Advance... Uh, Masons Founded the U.S. to Advance New World Order. And uh, it just goes into just how Masonic... Uh, the United States really is, and most people don't even have a clue. And if you try to tell them, they say, oh, that's a conspiracy. You know, all this conspiracy business, it's just brainwashing to shut people down so they don't use their heads. Believe me, uh, there's so much conspiracy that, you know, everywhere, everything, it's a conspiracy. It's uh, it's just because of the the nature of uh, the way the world has evolved now, it's it's 95% don't know the the true agenda. Alrighty. Um, this next question, um, what, are, are you aware of a Jacques Fresco? 
A what? Uh, a man by the name of Jacques Fresco. No, I've never heard of him. Uh, he's the guy with all the great ideas in the Zeitgeist movie, the Zeitgeist Venus Project. Oh, yeah. Um, he's an honorary guide of the Relian movement. Oh, really? Well, that that the Relians are totally tied in with the Illuminati. They're, uh, you know, they're totally tied in with the Illuminati, and you cannot trust them. And that Illuminati movie, I wrote an article about that. It was... It was a totally gratuitous attack on Christianity and on Christ. Mm-hmm. Totally gratuitous. They they basically took 9-11. They took the banking, uh, the Fed, which are both frauds. And then for some reason they threw Christ in and tried to convince us all that Christ never lived and he was a fraud. That is satanic. You know, because Christ, you know, you don't, you know, Christ, you know Christ lived because you just have to read the sermon on the mount that still lives that's wisdom that's wisdom 2000 years ago it's wisdom today we can you can you can build a, your house upon a rock mm-hmm. if you read the new testament right. and so that 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 wisdom is real and and but but these zeitgeist people are trying to you know basically want to want us to reject that it's all part of this luciferian attack on what is good attack on God, attack on truth. People have no idea how widespread this is. It permeates society. I see. I'm going to read, I'm going to read this quick uh, paragraph from uh, the, his website. Uh, Rail receives an ultimate message for, for the Jewish people. On April 12th, the fourth day of Pesha, Passover, Rael, leader of the Relian movement, received the message from Yahweh, the leader of the extraterrestrial scientists who created all forms of life on earth. Here is the full extent of Yahweh's ultimate message to the Jewish people. You must be both Zionist and Palestinian, or you will no longer be the chosen people. What, what, what do you say to that, sir? Well, you know, I, I, happen to, I happen to agree with the message. I just don't trust the messenger I, you know, I'm not prepared to believe that, uh, you know, we're being somehow run by extraterrestrials, and uh, I'm not prepared to trust these aliens at all. So, um, you know, but I do believe that uh, uh, the Palestinians' uh, ownership and rights have to be recognized. I don't believe, frankly, I don't believe that uh, the Jews in Israel... W- descended from the biblical Hebrews. It's more likely that the Palestinians were biblical Hebrews than the Jews who came from Central uh, from, you know, Central Asia from uh, north of Turkey and the Caucasus. Hmm. So I don't, I don't believe, frankly, that Israel was set up just to cause trouble and to cause wars and to, uh, and to be the capital of the New World Order. The Rothschilds uh, built their Supreme Court, built their Knesset. It's basically a private country private army and private secret service and par- private nuclear arsenal for the Rothschild family. That's what Israel is. And the Jews have been snookered, snookered uh, into building this country for the Rothschilds. Hmm. So uh, do you see it coming to a head anytime soon? Oh, it's hard to tell. You know, I frankly, I just see things maundering on um, indefinitely, you know. But what but, but there is is a slow degeneration, and eventually, um, you know, eventually, 
I, um, at the rate things are going, I would say in 30, 40 years, um, we won't recognize the world. It'll be a total 1984. Orwell's 1984 or Brave New World, a, a total dictatorship. But we won't even recognize it because they're bringing it on gradually with this Patriot Act and the so-called war and terror mm-hmm. and 9-11. Like, Louis, what's your take on 9-11? Well, I mean, it was definitely uh, a ritual. Ritual, but it, w- it was an inside job. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> right. I mean, and, I, and, and it was an excuse to bring in uh, dictatorship. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're doing. So, you know, and people are just shrugging their shoulders. And we'll shrug our shoulders often enough, and then it's going to be all over in terms of freedom. Right. I mean, they, I, I hear a lot of... Uh, you know, when it comes to 9/11, uh, I hear that our own government did it. No, it was the it was the Israelis, uh, Mossad that did it. Um, who 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 you think is to blame? Who are the criminals? The real criminals behind 9/11? I, you know, I don't know, but it was it was obviously uh, Silver uh, Larry Silverstein was involved. Uh, obviously, the, the, obviously the uh, American government and the Bushes and the CIA were involved, but I think the Mossad probably did the lion's share of the uh, heavy lifting. But in any case, uh, the, the, everyone's complicit. Everyone who, who is complicit in the cover-up is an accessory after the fact. So every newspaper in the United States, every politician in the American Congress, they're all complicit in the mass murder of three or 4,000 Americans on that day. Everyone's complicit uh, as accessories after the fact. Have you uh, have you gotten any um, negative uh, negativity towards your work? Well, you know, I get I get my share of criticism. I mean, but I'm talking about as far as like death threats, attacks, uh, you know, your mama jokes, some you know, stuff like that. Uh, I get some of that, but uh, you know, it just goes with the territory. So, so basically, nothing too serious. No, no, and um, and I, you know, I think the reason is is because um, I'm not that influential. I don't reach that many people. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, there are two million bloggers or more, and I'm just one of them. You know, you could you could take yeah, you could take every one of my readers and put them in a. In a small in a small town in Saskatchewan that you've never heard of, you know, but that's how I'm insignificant. Hmm. I see. So I mean, I, that's kind of hard to believe because I mean, there, there are many uh, many links to you, sir. You have a Wikipedia entry for goodness sakes. Yeah, you know what? Just compare compare me to Charles Coughlin. You know, who Charles Coughlin was no, sir. Well, he was a Radio called the radio priest in the 30s, and he basically told it like it was. He had a radio uh, show on every Sunday night, you know, 500 stations. He he had 200,000 letters every week. You know, he had a magazine. I mean, I mean, he had influence, and even they, even he, and he told it like it was with about the Jewish bankers, blah 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 blah. He told the truth. Even he wasn't killed. They just finally uh, got the Pope to shut him up, but just to, you know to re- get him to retire. And I guess I guess he was just warned. 
but so you have to have a you have to have a really you know they, they control the majority of the people through their media uh you have to really be uh in a position of power before they'll pay any attention to you well, sir, I'd like to uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, the time just went fast, sir. I mean, I, you you really taught me a lot of stuff. I mean, I I, I was uh, I thought one way about feminism, and and you just really broke it down. Uh, again, thank you. Uh, the website is Henry. Uh, oh, Henry Macko M A K O W. HenryMacko.com. dot com. Henry I'm sorry, I forgot how to pronounce your last name. The books, Macko, yeah. Macko, and also you can also get to it by going to SaveTheMails.ca. One word, SaveTheMails.ca. Okay. That's what it used to be called. Right, and uh, really uh, pick up his books. They are. I mean, you heard the man on the show. He he knows his stuff. I mean, very, very, uh, very insightful. Go to crewhoax.ca for Illuminati, Crew Hoax, Feminism, and the New World Order, and a long way to go for a date. Um, all, all uh, I, I highly encourage all, all my listeners, anyone that downloads this, to pick up those books. Um, they're also available on Amazon.com, sir? Yes, they are. Okay, very good. So, Henry, Henry Mackle, sir, thank you for coming on the show. Okay, keep up the good work, yes, Louie, and, and send me a link to your uh, to this interview, and I'll put it up on my site, okay? Yes, sir. Stay in touch, sir. Okay, you too. Bye-bye. Right, bye-bye. I'd like to thank every, I would like to thank everyone for listening to the show. This has been the Crotch Out Radio Show. Come back tomorrow. We got a show planned. Same bat time, same bat schedule. Um, and yeah, fuck the New World Order. And if you don't want to look into what Mr. Mako had to say, if you're not going to confirm with what he said, then I, I, I'm sorry. I guess uh, uh, fuck you too. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.